This is the podcast, not an interview. This is a conversation. No gimmicks, just reasons. 84 reasons. Come holler at me. everybody i am being true this is 84 reason no games no gimmicks just reason make sure you like share and subscribe you know hit that like button but every week we sit down with former gators current gators future gators but sometimes man we got to know what makes you know we want to see the you know the eyes is it the wizard behind the curtain we, we, we're trying to see what makes it all go this man has the best name as names go Director of NIL and Strategy for them Florida Gators. If you're not a Gator, it don't matter anyway. The great Ben Chase. What's going on with you today, Ben? Yeah, I, I guess I'd be the the litigator or the instigator <laughs> or the agitator. One of the three. I don't know. But, yeah, thank you for having me on. It's all about the Benjamins here today. I'm grateful. Also, shout out to Ryan, who I've known for a while on the back end here. So, uh, just uh, new friends and old friends today. I appreciate it. Ben, we are in the age of NIL. It, it, you know what? Jumped on the scene now, what, 2020, 2021, I want to say, when it first really, really became uh, throughout the nation, you are the director of NIL strategy. To those who hear that and say, what what does that entail? What would be your answer to those people inquiring about your gig? Yeah, I mean, we're about two weeks away from the two-year anniversary, so it's July 1st, uh, 2023. I'd say that, you know, my role, you know, I've been here since January 23rd so about about five months now is is to um you know bring some some structure and, and, and alignment on all sides you know from donors fans boosters creative coaches athletes and um kind of help whoever needs any stakeholders that wear the gators logo when it comes to nil for example right now in front of me i have my little digital notebook thing and i've before you you hopped on the call, I'm, I'm emailing basically every coach right now with some some new opportunities and materials that we're going to be uh, sharing for the 2023-2024 seasons and uh, school year. Education is not something that people want to hear when they hear the terms NIL, but <laughs> it seems to me you educate yourself to be able to have the answers to some of these questions that you probably get every day, all day. How do you make sure that you stay on top of what's going on with NIL that seems to be changing as we speak? Well, um, between, you know, obviously reading and keeping up on it, I'm actually a part of a, a group of 40 or 45 directors of NIL across the country. And we have a monthly Zoom um, just to talk about basically best practices. I actually took over as one of the three leaders of the call now. So that's kind of cool. Uh, so the next one is uh, this Wednesday. And besides that, you know, I can I can text, you know, any of the you know attorneys that you see on Twitter or or some of the blogger boys from on three or whatever, and just say, Hey, like what's going on. I had a call earlier with someone from on three, just about some, some of the, the stuff there and the narratives they're pumping out. So I try to keep the, my relationships uh, across the board as, as, as friendly and as nice as possible. And then from like, I'm, I'm sick when it comes to being obsessed with this. And, uh, you know, there is an attachment to like winning when the NIL. So uh, besides the education and, and the best practices and the compliance part, like I want to be able to show that Florida is, the best place to be when it comes to maximizing your opportunities to profit off your name image and likeness. Speaking of, you know, maximizing off your name and image likeness, perception when it comes to NIL is through the roof. You can ask a hundred people what NIL is, 
they'll give you a hundred different answers. But but misconception about NIL is what you probably run into. What is the biggest misconception about NIL? That uh, that is ruining the game. You know, I think that coming out of COVID, the transfer portal NIL like all happened at the same time, and it shook up a lot of rosters. But it also, you know, today I actually met with a coach uh, and their assistant one on one, and I'll tell you that NIL is actually. Um, I would say brought more people to the table and we're, we're, we're moving forward together and it's exciting. And I know I've only been in administration for four or five months now, but I'll tell you that it's not ruining the game one and two, that every person that works at a university on the athletic side, every building that is built for sports is because of you, Ben, and because of the other athletes you've had on this podcast, like they should be able to profit off of that. They should be able to make money off of that. I went to a conference last week and I was like invited to speak on NIL and the people in front of me were talking about the IRS and audits and everything. And I just came up and I was like, all right, I got to like change the temperature of the room. I said, this is pretty cool. Like that's how I started my conversation. I said, it's pretty cool that we're all in this room and we all have the opportunity to be here because of athletes, because of these people that are professionals at their craft that are spending 10,000 hours or more to go to college, to potentially go professional. And, and I don't think it's ruining the game at all. It's, it's giving, it's, it's putting light on things that, you know, in the past were being done, you know, in McDonald's bags. Right. And, and now NIL, now it's legal and, and we're, you know, it's a shakeup, you know, and I think that everyone's trying to do a money grab. There's a lot of companies that were here five months ago that don't exist anymore. Right. So that's another part of it. Um, the truth I felt, you, know, you going out there and building a company, right? Like you have athletes on campus to start their own businesses. They were allowed to do that two years ago. Is that crazy? You know, if I was a podcaster and you were a podcaster in college, we were roommates because you played football. You couldn't make a dime, but I could make, and we would, we could podcast about Pokemon, right? Like, but I could make money off it and you couldn't. That's like crazy to me. So it's not ruining the game and it's important and special and it's, it's here and it's not going anywhere. Man, why do people have such a big boogeyman type thing when it comes to NIL? Like, you hear things, yeah, the IRS going to do things, politicians talking about it, Nick Saban is meeting, he's in D.C. or whatever. Why is it, it seems as though the person who should be directly benefiting, they keep on giving them all this negative news to kind of like make them, do they think they're going to scare these athletes away from wanting to benefit from it? Well, you know, what do they say? More money, more problems, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's one of those things where, you know, there's new money in the system and it's money that has been more than well-deserved for our athletes. But I, there are, you know, I would say that um, one of the biggest things is, you know, our athletes now and, and students across the board are, are taking out credit cards and, and, and racking up crazy loans and debt. And, and in this situation, a lot of the, 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 the deals that have been made are 1099. So you're getting all that money and they're not holding any taxes, right? So that part of it too. And then there's a lot of shady dealers. I'm sure you've know personally bad agents that you've heard from when you were a professional. Well, now Joe on the side of the street can call up his roommate and say, Hey, can I be your NLA agent? I'm going to take 55% and everything in, in perpetuity, which means forever. And like there are, you know, there are athletes right now that are in litigation, um, like with their NIL agent who says, yeah. And when you become a professional, that team has to pay me and then I'll pay you. And so that's some of the stuff we're not trying. Like for me, it's like I'm not trying to scare the athletes at all. I'm just saying, hey, let's get ahead of this, right? Let's, you know. And it, I, I made the example when when this first became uh, a thing. It's very similar to the craze of YouTube. 
So YouTube became crazy, you know, and 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 all these young influencers blew up. And again, oh, it's a money grab. It's you know, it's night, it's eighteen forty nine, the gold rush, and all these management companies were like, yo, let me help build your company. Let me help build your YouTube channel. Let me help build your brand as an athlete. But I'm going to take all of it. I know YouTubers that lost their entire channel because they signed one little paper, right? So for me, it's like we just got to make sure that the bad actors out there are prevented and our athletes are protected. When you get into when you when you become the director of NIL and strategy, and obviously, like you said, education is what you do the best. There's a lot of athletes, and yeah. and not every athlete, not every athlete has the same, you know, mystique. They don't have the same, you know, leverage as I like to call it, name and image leverage. Well, how do those conversations happen? Because like you said, you know, listen, man, I'm not here to tell you, I'm here to make sure you protect yourself because what you, decisions you make in 2023 will have ramifications in 2033, depending on, but, you know, everybody don't play quarterback. Everybody yeah. don't play football. What? How do those conversations, because these parents here at NIL, you know, and they say, well, I want my son or daughter to get $100,000 a year. And you have to break it down and say, number one, that's not how it works. And number two, financial literacy should be a class that they take for all four years. Because yes. as we know, they had no debt without NIL. They can walk out of here with more debt than people that's not on scholarship. Yeah, and that's a good question. So, I mean, I've gone on record and said that, like, all, we have 60,000 students at UF. 60,000. And we only have 500 or so athletes. So less than 1% of our student body uh, are athletes. And the state is mandatory, making mandatory financial literacy classes, which I love. And we've been doing at Florida since 1979, actually. So I'm sure when you were there, there was some kind of financial literacy classes, I hope. At least that's what I was told. And, but like I said, hey, like, as part of your AA in the state of Florida, you should be required to take a three-credit class on that. But also going back to your original question about speaking, uh, you know, to 500 athletes are at scale or, you know, I have office hours, six hours a week during the season or during the year that I just go where I, my, my philosophy is go where the athletes are. And then I tell the athletes to go where the fans are, go where the companies are, right. Where, whether that's, you know, online on Twitter or, or social or in the community. But, um, you know, today I actually had a zoom with one of our track athletes. He's in California right now. And we just spoke for, I think like 30, 40 minutes, just about, what do you, what are your goals? Don't, do you want to be a walking billboard? You know, he has about 4,000 or so followers on Instagram. So he's not, you know, a superstar, but he's relevant. Right. And kind of, and saying, all right, you want to be, you want to find an agent. Let's find an agent that has your a portfolio with athletes similar to you. Not only your following, but your brand, what you look like, everything, what you feel like everything inside. So that's kind of a part of it too. And then, um, yeah, that's, that's just, part of like all of the parts of the strategy. And I'm open to speaking with every athlete uh, that reaches out to me. And I try to reach out, like you said, it's hard to communicate. So they don't check their emails, <laughs> uh, but texts and everything. But also to be fair, if you get into Florida, you are smart. <laughs> like, are you kidding me right now? Like it's a top five public school and I backdoored. I was a community, I went from community college into UF, but I didn't go to college until I was 21. So I, I, the, every day I'm impressed by, you know, the students on campus and, it's, it's humbling. Um, and they know, you know, I learned from them. And so that's part of it too. I, I don't know everything. And I, I'm, I'm a constant learner. When you, when you mentioned, you mentioned something that I think is really, really intriguing. You said, if you're going to get an agent, make sure you get one that works for you. I got to talk about an agent when I was getting ready to go, you know, get drafted. It was very, very humbling, but I'm in the compliance office. I'm in there with Mike Speak, who is still at Florida right now. Right. 
And yep. I'm not asking questions. It's me, my mother, and you know, Eugene Parker, may he rest in peace. And uh, you know, in my age, that I end up getting Joe Siegel sat down. But every they would ask me a question, and Joe and uh Speed and Ashley would answer it. They asked me a question. How do you guys do the, do the best job of helping them, but also telling them, listen, I can only do so much to protect. You're going to pick who you want, but at the same time, it is my job to help you filter out. Because look, <clears throat> you know, a full disclosure, when you go when you go pro, uh, Asia can only get 3%. That's the yeah. most. These ages now, I mean, the percentage that they're getting of these young people's money is so high. I didn't even know you could do that. How do you how do you do that, Basil? Like I'm saying, I'm trying my best to protect you, but and and this and I'm just talking about the shady agents. The shady agents are the best sellers of what they do. They are really, really good at it. How do you do that balancing act with trying to protect the athlete, but understand ultimately they're gonna they're gonna make the decision? Yeah. So I mean, we have a lot of resources like uh, that. We've kind of uh, what's the word aggregated, if you will. So you know, one of our athletes, her name is Leah Clapper. She made kind of like a checklist of do you need an agent, right? And I, you all sit down and like we'll go through those questions. Savannah Bailey from Gator Made has a pamphlet in the Gator Made office uh, that's like the steps to figure out if an agent is one right for you. And basically it's just a marketing agent, right? And, you know, wherever you are on, you know, the the value of your product of who you are, uh, you also have to sit and think about how much time they're going to invest in it, right? So if, if, if it's a, you know, a, a real, you know, large agency, they're probably not going to invest the time, energy, and money in someone that, you know, their best deal will be $500, right? Because that's, the skin in the game for them isn't great. So I would encourage athletes to be their own agent and work together in teams to communicate. Like what, what your original question was, how do we do the shady bad ones? I encourage our athletes to reach out to the athletes that are part of those agencies, right? Especially when, when you can tell that, you know, that similar following, if they're from the same sport, that, you know, their dress, their style, everything, they're who they are as a person, you can, someone's brand is who they are, you know? So like that's, you can tell and, 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 They'll be honest with you. Uh, so that's kind of how I do that part of it. Talking with Ben Chase, director of NIL and strategy at the University of Florida, knowing all things NIL. But I got to ask this. <clears throat> okay, most guys, most people aren't marketable. That's just that's just life. That's just how life is. There's this guy, about 6'4", 245, <laughs> jump out the gym, just a, just a freak by the name of Anthony Richardson. How was it working? How was it? I, I want to say how pleasant was it working with a guy for which, I mean, he has it all. Every checklist, right? Got the James Earl Jones voice, him and his little brother, by the way, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. But at the same time, how was it working with an athlete so high profile? But I, but I only hear good things when it comes to working with a guy like that. Yeah, so I was actually, I joined in January after he had already left. But I would say that similar athletes on campus, like a Trinity Thomas, is you know she is as marketable especially right now i mean she just tied the record for most tens in the country but those athletes are ones that are also you know there's two ways to gain following performing on the field or creating and if you are not an athlete like myself you have to be a creator and at uf there's probably 30 40 true creators actually influencers you know that actually do TikToks and instagram reels and like that so if you're not in that, the only eyes that you're going to get in a following are from showing up on Saturdays, showing up on Friday nights, showing up whenever, and, and performing at the highest level, right? So the, if you aren't in one of those two buckets, then 
you're just you're just what everyone else was and you're just like I am a you are a professional at whatever you're doing and and it doesn't like just because you can make money off your uh, NIL mm-hmm. doesn't mean you will doesn't mean you want to I know plenty of athletes that are like I'm good you know like I'm just here to do my job I'm here to you know I don't want to be an influencer a lot of our you know our our male athletes are they're like nah that's try hard that's cringe because that's true I mean yeah like I, I, uh, you know, I just had that road trip and I just, that's because I'm shameless, but there's not a lot of people out there like that, that want to go for it to be a creative, be creative. So that's, that's, that's that part. So working with those that have the, it both Trinity has it both Anthony Richardson had some fun videos and he had a team. So that's probably a, a benefit too. Um, like those are unicorns and not everyone's going to be a unicorn. That's okay. That we have athletes that aren't superstars that I would tell you this. there's an athlete on campus right now that has one of the biggest deals that I've seen reported true NIL and they're not even in like the rotation or starting for their team, but they are a influencer, a creative. And that's the other part of it. You either get eyes on the field or you get eyes as a creative and dollars follow eyes. You just mentioned that you shameless. You mentioned a college road trip. I, there was a certain someone by the name of Ben Shames that was on a college <laughs> football road trip that met, went to this guy Brian's house. At in a garage. I mean, I want to know about what happened in the garage on the college Yeah, so um, I have a history of making like strategically dumb bets that like I know have a very good odds of losing. And last, so last year on the road trip, I did. I went to seventy-seven games, and um, I uh, I said if was it, if Florida loses Kentucky or Texas beats Alabama, I would eat three hot dogs with Bijan Musterson, which is mustard based off of the running back Bijan Robinson and I'd drink what was it two cups of coffee with mayo in it which is the thing that oh Will Levis did um and Ryan can attest I did all of that and I I passed on washing it down with a beer but I did do all of it so hold on hold on you you did you, you say you do best that got a good shot of winning or not winning them not not winning like I do bets that are like they're they're so like likely to lose that people are like you are crazy. So back to back years, I bet that Kentucky. I said if Kentucky wins, I'll do this, knowing that we were likely going to lose to Kentucky. Also, after the first year, there is a certain linebacker on the Gators right now that said that he would do it with me, and I'm not going to call him out, but I'm just saying that there is a linebacker that does owe me a oh and the unpeeled bananas. That's the other part. So I did I ate. Was it three hot dogs, two unpeeled bananas, and a cup of two cups, uh, one cup of coffee mayo? That's what it was. Unpeeled bananas. So there's a current active player on the team that uh, at one point I will hold him to the fire for it. So basically, so what it sounds like is you need to stay stay the hell away from whatever the hell Will Levis is like little crazy little fetishes up because he got the stuff that he does. Listen, now. It is good. Number one, I got to kind of root for him now because he got drafted to yeah. my Titans. Thank you, Ren. Thank you, Rendrick, Rand Carthon, former teammate, <laughs> first, you know, black GM at uh, Tennessee Titans history. But you do realize, awesome. though, Ben, it only gets more weird, right? Like, the, he started with the mayo. Then, now, when he did the thing, right, when he was eating a banana, I'm like, he ain't even changing his facial expression or, or nothing. Like, yeah, I really have people want fiber in their diet, but that's a bit much. He owned it. And honestly, like, I would say that the, 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 the coffee is worse. I don't drink coffee. So that was worse for me. Um, 
but it was definitely a bit and I respect a good bit. So like I'm, and I honestly, I'm debating. So right now we're in the college world series. And if we win one more game, we'll be in the final. And I'm debating, I'm debating, I'm debating firing Betty up and headed up there. So we'll see about that. And I won't make any bets, but I may say like, Hey, like if this gets, let's, I say I'll, I'll, I'll hit the road uh, for, you know, a thousand dollars toward our NIL program or something. I'm debating on doing that. Hold on. So hold on. So, okay. You in you in Ryan's garage. Ryan is watching you do this. How was Ryan's face? Is he looking at you like ah? He's about to do it. He he uh, I, he went to the bathroom. He he. I I remember him specifically saying, "I may throw up right now." He, he, am I wrong, Ryan? Like you definitely didn't say that. He did have to. Right, right. It's funny, right? When I when I say when I say Ryan, man, this is what happens. Ryan, we got to have we got to have a. Uh, I'd have Ben chase on the show. He said, oh, Ben, that's the homie, man. That's the homie. I said, oh, wait a minute. He said, yeah, me, me and Ben, we've been friends for a while. I said, oh, so he got dirt on you. He said, yeah, but I got dirt on him, too. So it's not, you don't want to get to asking about dirt on me because it'll go. But are you telling me right now, Ben? So Will Levis, he's with the Titans now. He's up there in Nashville, Tennessee, Country Music USA, you know, Music City USA, beautiful. His weirdness is gonna keep coming out because people are gonna keep asking him, "What's what's next, Will? What else? You the next thing gonna be? You know, he gonna eat a you know a Nashville hot chicken dipped in water? <laughs> just something, just something nasty." Well, are you I'm, telling I'm, me, you I'm hoping, I'm hoping I'm done with Will Levis, but isn't there a new quarterback, Will Leary? Who's the new the, the new the new Kentucky quarterback? I'm hoping. Yeah, he has oh, some- oh, oh, so 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 hold on. So you are you telling me that the old Will has already influenced the new Will? To be weird, because he I'm, did. I'm. I mean, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that they. The. The. Oh, Devin Leary. That's what it is. Maybe. Yeah. Let's. I. I don't know. I. I like to have a good time. I think that's one of the things about me that people uh, on Twitter can make fun of me, but also like, I. I am serious too. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I'm gonna lean into whatever. I hope. I mean, we'll see. And you can also Will Levis the first time. So that was the second time I did the coffee and mayo thing. The first time I did it when we lost. Will like responded to my Twitter and it was like respected it because I did I, I was a man of my word. You don't you don't drink coffee when you finally do you got to put mayo in it. Oh my freaking god. You I, I, just, I, I give you a lot of credit because I will say this. There are, and I'm not making this a male-female thing, but there are certain things amongst men. You keep it when it comes to bets, we usually keep our word. Like we will that's the one thing that you'll take the most easygoing person to say, well, I used to respect them, but he hasn't paid up on his, but like you pay up on, and the best bets are ones that don't require money. Those are the yeah. best ones because it has to have a witness. You can't, ain't gonna, yeah. it's not going to be on video. No, I got to be here in person and you finally make it to Ryan's crib. And Ryan was like, I mean, I got, I got, the, I got the decaf. I got, I got, did you use Miracle we, or, or Real Mayonnaise? We, we got, uh, it was, I think it was, it was Real Mayonnaise. We went to the store and got three hot dogs. Uh, he had one. And uh, that were it was like ten in the morning too, so they were like they they probably were just put on or they're from overnight. Um, and yeah, uh, but I, I there is there is video evidence. It wasn't just that like it's all over social and on on YouTube. So uh, it's it's there. It's probably that's probably the reason I can't keep a girlfriend for more than six weeks. Honestly, it's because I, I I make these crazy bets and then I own them and I just do it. So if anything, uh, I, I I like to have a good time I, and I'm. If you've ever watched Game of Thrones, they say a Lannister always pays his debts. Ben always pays his bets. So, like, uh, it's one of those things. I make sure that I, I have a good time with it. Talking with Ben Chase, director of NIL at the University of Florida, the man of the people. 
<laughs> the man that keeps his bets. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay up the bets. But very, very relatable. Cause I, cause when I hear nil, I hear relatability. If people can't, cause they're trying to relate to something that is about as unlike them as it get. When I'm talking about these brands and these brand ambassadors, as I like to call these student athletes, yeah. it's so much about money, money, money. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in radio, I'm in media, and I understand trade. It, to me, I've learned it is much easier to ask for the goods and services of that company than the money. Have you talked to the student athletes about the importance of saying, listen, you got a shot of having longevity with this company long after your plan days if you only asking to partner with them through their products, goods, and services. Yeah, I mean, there's some of our um, you know, our athletes that I ask them. What do you spend your money on in or in Gainesville? Do you go to yoga? There's plenty of our athletes right now that get free yoga by just posting that they're at the yoga studio, right? So like they're saving, they may not have a hundred dollar a month deal, but they're saving a hundred bucks a month on yoga, right? Or like if you're a you know, regular at Chicken Salad Chick, you know, and you're a softball player, and Chicken Salad Chick is a sponsor of the softball team, right? They, why don't you talk to them? That's these are real life examples that I'm mentioning. Um, so like, that's something I encourage them to do. It, you know, if you, if you can't, I had a, I went to NIL summit with nine of our athletes and one of them was like, Ben, um, can you find me a deal with like Apple, uh, for their big AirPod things? And I was like, uh, how much are they? And she was like $700. I said, why don't we just find like three deals that will add up to $700? Cause I'm probably not going to get you a deal with Apple. <laughs> you know, like, like, so, so that's part of it too. Or like th three things that like, you're spending $700 on that we can pull away, you know, like that's, so I try to yeah. think differently, right? Like if, if you want a car deal, that means that you need to get insurance on it. You know, you're going to pay for gas, whatever, like, or you can get enough money to cover the car note or, or the lease note or whatever, and not have to like worry about all the other stuff. And so it's, it's kind of, I always, I never say no, but I'm like, can we, let's take a pause and kind of see if there's a better way to do this. What it sounds like you're saying is what they saying and what you hearing is they 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 come at you with a very I mean can can you get me to deal with that and in your mind you like I don't want to before I tell you no let me tell you why I'm gonna tell you no because <laughs> yes there's Apple over there and I get it Apple want to be at the NIL summit it makes I want to be where the best student athletes are but they're here for a certain what they hope that the one they want to see is here and they're approaching them not the other way around but you make a good point when you said. When you go, well, because people hear this and go, wait a minute. Yeah, man, they're not just giving out. You got to have insurance. They're not just going to give an 18, 19-year-old a car to say, hey, man, see see you when you graduate. No, no, it doesn't. It's like you still got to pay insurance. You still got to lease it. You still got to. And I think when they hear that and you go, okay, somebody got to pay for this. And that somebody is you. What? <laughs> yes. Like I, like we see B. John, you know, Robinson driving the Lamborghini. Listen, let me take, listen to me, people. Love Bijan because he played for my Falcons. Shout out to Bijan. What? Shout out to Bijan. If you think Lamborghini love Bijan Robinson, Matthew McConaughey is the biggest Texas Longhorn you're gonna see. He's saying all right, all right, right now, and he and he didn't even. Say, so when people, that's the part that I think people don't get. I go look, Bijan. The likelihood of Bijan leaving the city limits of Austin is zero percent. They like look, you drive around Austin all you want. You're not finna see. Uh, the uh, you know a farmland in you know South Texas with a Lamborghini. 
But people yeah. don't understand that because what I got to say this about you, though, when you say, look, it is my job to educate in the moment. Like they got education. But when they come to me, I'm going to say, listen, I'm going to give you you come to me with, you know, possibilities. I give you probably probability. Nah, man, it's not. It's not. But <laughs> that's the part that I think that people don't understand about you, too, is, man, y'all see director of NIL. Y'all here. He knows everything about it. No, I know a lot about it. But. We in 2023. Where is NIL 10 years from now, you think? Well, I, I would I wouldn't be shocked if there's a rev share for you know football, men's basketball, uh, when it comes to TV dollars. I would be I would be shocked if we didn't have that. And then on the other side, I mean, you're asking what does the creator economy look like in 10 years? I don't know. We have the these new Apple, like you know, three hundred and thirty five hundred dollar things. We, I wouldn't be shocked if there's half the people in the stadium that are watching games with these things on and they got cool, you know, video AR stuff going on too. So I, I, I in 10 years from now, the SEC, Big Ten, and one other like mega conference could be separated from college football, like the NCAA, and say, hey, this is the, the power 50, right? 50 schools. And maybe there's a second league and there's like regulation where it's like college, it's like soccer across the and then, hey, these 50 schools share this revenue, right? And then you, I, that could be it, right? I, I don't think we're going to lose the donor collective side, right? I, that's out of the bag. If there's table stakes for, you know, if, if every school gets the same royalty for being their athletes being on TV, that's not going to change the competitive recruiting of it. I, I don't know what's going to happen with the nonprofit collective. So you have, you know, millionaires and billionaires contributing to a nonprofit. But I will say that our coaches are making millions of dollars and they work for a nonprofit, right? So that's the argument that collectives are making. You know, our, our stadium is built and it's gonna be, you know, renovated here shortly. Um, and that's built because of a nonprofit. So like there's, I, I wouldn't be shocked if there's, that's the next big thing. I think 2024 is the great audit in NIL, right? The, you know, we had, a, you know, we had IRS coming out we had 2021, now it's legal, NIL. 2022, you better get a collective. 2023, hold on, the government needs its taxes. Please take a step back. Oh, all the states are scrambling. 2024, oh, the IRS is like, hey, let's um, let's take a step back here and, and, and check, check, do a checks and balances. So that's my my three or four year projection, 10 years from now. I, I think that my role will be completely different because we're, we'll be in the, the second era of the, or the third era of the influencer economy. Everyone's going to want to be an influencer. Before I let you out of here, man, man, I mean, listen, relatability, keeping your beds, you call you, you, what'd you call, what'd you call your, you, I think you call your car, Betsy, I'm going to fire up. Betty, uh, Betty White. Get on the road with her. Betty, Betty White. White. <laughs> yeah, she's right there. I can, she's right there. Betty White. Betty White. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. What is what is the coolest part of your role? Because you know, people, everybody wants a certain. Let's say everybody wants a role at the University of Florida. I get it. They want to work there. I get it. But you do it. And the thing about yeah. it is, you don't listen. I, you're not involved in the day to day planning of any sport. Not the X's and the O's. But you almost keep the product happy in a sense. Yeah. Like, hey man, they coming. Hey man, Ben, what? Help him get this. What What is the funnest part about being Chase Roll, being the NIO director strategy of strategy and strategy at Florida? I think the 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 thing that brings me most joy is when a coach or a player just sends me like a text that says thank you, 
because like in my role, I'm not a part of an entire team, right? I, I, I work for every team. I don't, when, when the new shoes drop on Twitter or Instagram, I'm not getting any of those. And I get people texting me, I'm a size 12, I'm a size 13. So let me know if you get it, like, let me know. Right. So, but for me, I think the coolest part is being surrounded by greatness at all times, right. From top to bottom. What is that? You know, we have a hall of fame Heisman quarterback, uh, you know, one floor up for me, Steve Spurrier. I, I walk by and I see Katie Ledecky. I, I've never met Katie Ledecky, and I will tell you this: there's no one on campus I am more starstruck than seeing than Katie Ledecky. Tim Tebow could be on campus. Whoever, Urban Meyer, I want I want to be best friends with her. I I heard she likes movies. Um, but I would say like being surrounded by greatness and 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 and, and different things that you know, athletes from all over the world, and and being able to go into the Hebner Center, our new sports complex, and just sit there and say, that person's an Olympian. That person's going to be a top five draft pick in the MLB next season and, and and they're working their butts off and I'm working my butts off for them. He is being chased. He is directed. If NIL is strategy of Florida, listen, he might listen, might be it might be in a in a town near you real soon, depending on the bet. Depending on the bet. As long as you got <laughs> gas, money, yep. and old Betty White, old Betty, Betty White is outside. Might be listen, he might be on his way to Ryan House right now when he gets off his podcast. <laughs> Because he might have just because the thing about the Florida Gators, if you haven't heard, undefeated right now, you know, next yeah. stop semis. And the thing about it is, if you listen, if you own any heart medication, don't watch Florida baseball. You ain't gonna, <laughs> you gonna win the game, but you're gonna have a heart attack Holy if you watch the whole game because the one, the best. Baseball in baseball is postseason, whether that's pro or college. It is the best baseball you're going to see because until it says the last out, the bottom of the ninth, anything can and will happen. That's I am a, being a, true. Yeah, go ahead, Ben. Oh, uh, I, I, sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off on cutting. No, no, you good. No, 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 you good. I was, was going to say, uh, you know, I, I'm very grateful to be here. I, you know, I never dreamed of of being in this role. It didn't exist five months ago or working for the Gators. I didn't go to college till I was 21. Um, so like for me, this is, you know, it's off in space, but also I, I, I like the people that listen to this to think about like college, nothing, it's nothing in our country brings people together more than college athletics, right? If you look right now on TV and you look in Omaha, it is packed. You have, you know, LSU's kicking our butt on the shot thing, but they've also spent, $45,000 on jello shots, which is crazy to me. Please put that in our NIL budget, not on jello shots. Um, but, but like to me, I just want people to understand that, you know, we're, we're zero and zero in football. We're zero and zero in, in men's and women's basketball. Um, but it, you know, in 12 weeks or however long until the end of the season, like we're still all Gators. We still all love the school and, you know, on my road trip, the one thing I learned is, again, nothing brings people together more than college athletics. And like when you put on this orange and blue, when you rep the Gators, like you are a part of a family and that is special. And nothing that happens on the field should take away your joy. The 17 to 23 year old should not affect your mood more than 30 minutes after the game. You know, right. Like like I, I actually one of my friends, he um he texted me after the Florida State game. Uh, and he was like waiting outside uh, the the stadium, and he was upset about the game until he saw like our team, like some of our players crying after the game because it was their last game with their brothers, 
not because they lost the game, but because that family, right? So like, you know, at the end of the game, like at the end of the season, like we may be frustrated, we may be elated, but we're together. And I hope that people realize that. And uh, I'm very grateful for having you on. I'm sorry that I cut you off. No, nah, I mean, you good. Listen, I think I think what you said is very, very important. I think I think sometimes when you when you're watching a sport, you get so caught up in the sport and the outcome, you forget these are these are very, very young people playing this sport. They are given, they want to win, they want to win more than you can't stand them losing. They hate yes. losing because they're the ones putting in the work, they're the ones going through treatment, they're the ones uh giving every single thing they can. And sometimes the other team just has a better day that day. But I always say this. Would you rather root for anybody else? Like, if 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 somebody said, and God forbid, okay, well, since you got so much to say about Florida, you got to root for Florida State. You got to root for Georgia. You got to root for Tennessee. It ain't yeah. worth that. It ain't. It ain't. Oh, here it is. You got to wear your rival team's colors. Because the, the, the question I always have is, what would you rather have? The hardest question to answer is, would you rather, do you want to see the team you love win, or do you want to see the team you hate lose? That is the hardest question to answer because you can't stand them other guys. But Florida is everywhere. It not not just in the state of Florida. It is everywhere. The Gators are. John Gruden said it. It is a global brand, global. Yeah. And look, man, Sky Strickland didn't realize what he was signing up for. He thought, "Hey, man, football season over. I'm good." No, nope, you got basketball season. You got track, and and they intertwine with each other. But like you said, when people say people see that shirt and they say, "Man, you." First, they say, you play for the Gators? You go, no. What you do for the Gators? Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a you know, director of NIL. I'm being And I drink coffee with our people. I eat bananas <laughs> with the peel still on. I, I, I eat you know, uh, hot dogs with, with B. John Must. But more importantly, I rep them boys from Gainesville. We, we're not a major city. We just we just a big deal. A huge deal in the world of sports. But, hey, man, no, you, no, the pleasure is all mine being having you on because I think it's important for me I say this, if it's Gators, you want this podcast <laughs> and for y'all, these conversations, because I don't have a, it's not based on who you did, who did it, when you did it. My my daughter plays soccer, man, and uh, one person that made me feel good, I walk in and I see who's sponsoring it, Abby Wombat. She's sponsoring, you know, a league that my daughter is in. My, I, I'm looking at my daughter saying, you know what it is? My daughter says, no. I said, girl, it'll take me 30 days to tell you Abby Wombat. And, and to me, that's what I do this for. It's not because it's not a hierarchy. It's hey man, if they rep orange and blue, and that's that and that's that and that's that royal blue. Not 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 that not that Auburn blue or that uh, Kentucky blue, that royal, you know when you see it. That's why I said I gotta have been on man. That way, hopefully, fans, lovers of Florida, lovers of college sports will understand you just here to make sure the college experience for these student athletes is the best you can provide. Hey man, that's what we do. And old bit, old bit, Betty White might be on the road. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm actually gonna after this call, I'm gonna actually head to Orlando um, to see Coach Kelly Ray and Coach Golden speak. So Betty White's gonna be fired up here in a, a few hours to head to my hometown, Orlando. So yeah, it's nonstop. Tell Coach Kelly Ray to stop ducking me. I got a chance to meet Coach Kelly Ray uh, when I was doing a um, when I was doing a uh, autograph signing event with my new book down there at uh, down at uh, Old Hell, Florida Hill, down there off of uh, Archer, and she walked in. So tell Coach Kelly Ray, number one, I want that heat on her feet. She always got the her joys <laughs> always be different. They don't even introduce her. Kelly's, Kelly's kicks is a thing on Instagram for every every game. They have a feature of Kelly's kicks on Twitter. It's she's she's incredible. 
I, uh, I got lucky to see her speak um, at a booster event uh, right at the end of the season. And there was not a dry eye in the house. Like it was incredible. So uh, I know that we're still rambling here, but I, I, I can talk about her all day. She's, 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 she's she cares. Listen, I'm being true. That's being chased. He's a man of the people. Listen, listen, and listen, if you own our, if, listen, if you own our four and you hear somebody say, go Gators and get out of the way, that's being chased. Move. <laughs> that's I, mean, I got some Benny, Benny and Betty, we're just out here doing business. All right. I appreciate you guys. Benny and Betty, listen, listen, Benny and Betty out here doing business. Benny and Betty is doing business with being true. He is being chased. This is 84 reasons. No games, no gimmicks. Not my reasons, his, and we out of here.